give me a needle for what? They locked the side, that side, that side. I couldn't get, to, I couldn't go to the bathroom. Are you pee right? You pee right there in the bed, laying there, and I get there with plastic sheets and Ever seen anything like that? Mm -hmm. Well, they got a room there where the bed is, and, and the, 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 the bed lock on that side, hold rail, pull rail up and lock it that side, that side, down here, down here. I, I, I don't understand. Mm. I'm a hospital having a bed like that. Yeah. I was so. I'll talk to Devon yesterday and tell and give Devon everything I had. Yeah. Yeah, my pocketbook. Yeah, well, they call that hormone clothes. Mm -hmm. Give Devon my pocketbook and Devon bring it home. I had them. Even for a kid, they couldn't, you couldn't get on the bus. Mm -hmm. But I tried. Uh, so, I've uh, been called and they've been quite go be and see the uh, head of the hospital. <laughs> With that uh, carrying on, and I'll tell, I could tell him, and I'll tell you, and everybody else, I'll die before I go back. And I'm going to tell him, if I take sick, I'm going to die, and that's the closest hospital to me, let me die. I'll just see go to a hospital for that kind of treatment. Mm. And it's a big demonoted thing. I don't know who it was. I thought he was a policeman. But he come in there, he come and just sit in the room to watch me. I'm in the bed. And he's, he's sitting over there at the desk. Unless they had me mix up with somebody else. Mm. And they didn't give them my pocketbook. Uh, well, the little thing I had with you, that pocket. Give them my pocketbook. I had nothing. So, so I'd say, well, they're just going to kill me. Because they give him a pocketbook. I had nothing, I had nothing except the, uh, So she told the story after coming from the hospital. When she told the story, my heart sank. I looked at her. 96. Frail. 
maybe five feet, a little more than a hundred pounds. And the best answer that they had was to put restraints on her. I knew immediately all they had to do was to say, okay, let us call your daughter. We will have her come pick you up. And she would have waited. And I know that because I'm that daughter. And they didn't do that. They allowed things to escalate. And all they knew was to use force. I am so tired of excessive force being used on black people or brown people or anybody actually. Excessive force is never a good answer. Seldom leads to a good outcome. That's all they had to do. That's all they had to do, but they didn't see it. They didn't see it. And the question is, is this racial? Because the providers were white. My mother is black and she is frail and she is wrinkled and on first glance you might think this is no one of significance you would be wrong. She is a woman of great significance to many. She has raised and nurtured lawyers and doctors and persons with MBAs. And it's not even about degrees, really. She has nurtured and raised and comforted and guided many people. She has helped to be that confident, be that friend, be that word of wisdom, be that person that would pray for you. She's been that and so much more to others. And so for her to be treated like that, and actually it is obviously personal, it happened to my mother. But I'm telling you, unless we check this, it could happen to your mother. It could happen to someone you loved, someone you knew, someone who they thought was insignificant and not worthy of human decency. This is not how we should treat the elderly in our society. And this is not an example of good health care. This is more consistent with 
elder abuse. And so their short-term solution has led to a long-term complication in that she's now fearful of what might happen to her in a hospital. And we, the family, share that concern because it's real, because it happened to her. Because even though there was a much easier solution, they opted for the violent one. They thought that was the most appropriate way to handle the situation. And so the other part is that we, the family, don't believe that they would have told us about this. And the only reason we know is we came early enough and our arrival was unexpected and we saw the restraints. Now, and according to their notes, the restraints were removed after six plus hours of restraining her while she was sleeping they were removed because she was now cooperative. Again, another falsehood. They were removed because the family arrived. I share this story. I share the shame of this story because I don't want this to happen ever again. There is no justification for what happened. 